0: Welcome to the Bhagavad Gita for Everyday Living, a podcast series by Gautam Ji, senior disciple of Swami Parthasarathy. In this podcast, on chapter 3, verse 8, Gautam Ji explains how we are caught in the cycle of actions and desires leading to more mental agitations. Karma Yoga the path of action is to do what ought to be done regardless of whether you like it or not you get something or not this has to be done that's pure karma yoga which is impo- which is unknown so it's interesting to see hmm, the blessing and this thing i'll get in in that hope This whole so-called religion works. That has nothing to do with religion. That's the interesting part. It's amazing just how it whole thing works. So you're, you're getting a chance to learn what actually it is. What is this spiritual action? That's what this chapter is talking about. So last week we discussed... Not easy to understand. I told you. So, what the problem is if you act what happens? You create desires. Further desires. So, action creates desire. Now if you don't act, <coughs> what will happen? Most frustration. So what happens? You die. <laughs> what is it? You die. You die. <laughs> you die. That you're going to die whether you're frustrated or not, don't worry, that will happen. <laughs> So, whether you're death and tax, tomorrow tax day, no? Hmm? <laughs> you have to pay whether you're frustrated or not. <laughs> you have to die, the same thing. Hmm? So, what happens? Mental, imbalance. Mental imbalance. Excellent. So, we, even if you don't act, you can't stop yourself from thinking. So, still desires are created. So, it is not the action or inaction which creates the desires, which furthers the desires. What is it? It's the mental indulgence. (laughs) It's the fact that you want it. You're indulging in it mentally, craving for it. That's what creates desire. So, the whole strategy in karma yoga... so, So, you have to act because... You have too many desires, so action you can't stay away from. But what you can stay away from is the mental indulgence. That craving, that obsessing about that object. So instead of doing that, you shift your thought to a higher purpose. Right? So there's no direct craving. I'll get this, I'll get that. This is being done for the sake of something higher in life. So, you are acting without attachment. That's what it said in the 7th verse, which I explained in detail. It's not as simple. I'm just summarizing it. So, whether you have a swadharma, your, your nature, you act in that field, but not to indulge. You act to work for a higher purpose. Even if you have a strong desire, don't indulge in it. Say, I'm going through it to get out of it. So, in this way if you act, where your thought is on the higher, while you are functioning, <coughs> this is karma yoga. So now the thought is purely on me and mine. That obsession for the fruit, what am I getting out of it? So there is constant generation of more and more desires, more and more dissatisfaction in life. You are not getting anywhere. So that's what we've talked about so far. So before we continue, very <laughs> explains exactly how you have to act. Any other questions? Hmm. So as we are studying this practically, how can we, you know, we, we tend to slip, you know, in the whole day. How, how do we keep reminding ourselves? And- it becomes difficult because, you know, everything around us. See, what happens is, you're right. That is why I've told you repeatedly, your question is, you, you want to keep this with you throughout the day. But it's not practical, you feel, because you keep slipping, you keep getting involved, right? Obviously. So the best chance is, I told you, early in the morning, you have to sit at least for an hour and keep on... Nitya, Anitya, Viveka, Vichara. Right? Vajogovindam. That constant distinction between the real and the unreal. Hmm? That's the morning study. That's what it boils down to. And then throughout the day, that is why they had all these rituals and prayers intercepting the day. So that while you are involved in your life, you sit and remember. So wealth is personified as Lakshmi, right? Because all the money, 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 at least you have some thought. Oh, it's a a goddess. Now it's become opposite. They worship the goddess for more money. (laughs) It's not the purpose. Purpose is while you're thinking of money, your thought should go to the self. So it's personified money as a... So they had this elaborate plan of rituals and deities and festivals. But now the whole thing has become, like I said, means of indulgence. Become social functions and the whole thing is gone. So you have to do it yourself. So like in the academy, we have a Gayatri Mantra, right? Like in the in the retreats, we do, no? Just to give you a taste of it. So you have Gayatri Mantra morning and evening. Day starts, remind yourself, what is the purpose of today? Day gets over, remind yourself, did I do what I was supposed to do today? That's all it means. And then what's the number one indulgence? Three times a day? Food. Right? So three times a day, the whole focus is food. So before food, what do you do? Huh? Prayer. We do it no in the okay, we're doing it on no oh, in the retreat. Stop yes. that also. <laughs> God knows what these fellows they start, make their own schedule nowadays. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, before the meal, so you, so the, the idea is, this food is meant to keep me alive. So, I reach the cell, not to indulge in the tongue. You understand? Hmm? See, now it become mechanical, but the principle was that. That you got to take a break from what you are doing and think of what is actually your purpose. But the problem is, if it's externally imposed, it becomes mechanical. Nobody's doing it with the understanding. Festivals are meant for that. The hmm? harvest is a festival. It means you, that's the time you get the wealth, right? To remind yourself not to indulge. And now harvest time, have all the best food, all these things. Hmm. and they, yeah, Make sure that you don't get carried away by the wealth that is produced. That's the actual meaning. Harvest is a reminder, the prayers. So, where is that and where are we? No reminder, no nothing. So, you got to, in the in the day, you have to break it up. So, before the meals, just little thing, morning, evening. that should be enough to keep you reminded, right? Keep you grounded. But the main thing is the morning study. And like we are doing in this chapter, the other thing you have to do is, wherever you find yourself, that self-centeredness or selfishness coming in, no, I am not going to... So... See, for example, I am giving a practical example. You go to a restaurant... Uh, and you have to fill the tip line, and that selfish comes in. Why give them little more? See, that way you have to practice. Give more. Poor waitress is coming, that's their livelihood. $5, $10 more you give, what will happen to you? Nothing. I want to keep it. When that feeling of keeping comes, you no know, give. You understand? Life is to give. So, these little things you can practice. Small, small things you go on wanting to accumulate doesn't work. You understand? So where you find that accumulative nature coming in? Not indiscriminately, but this is discriminate. Person is serving you. They are. That's how they make their salary. You know the, uh, the people don't pay them because they calculate the the tips in their salary. And what salary do they make? waiters, waitress, nothing? can't understand. So, you see, so where these things come in, you have to be a little aware. That's more than enough. So, morning study, intercept the day with a few breaks like that before the meal or morning, months, maybe whatever, rituals inspire you, you can do bhajans, you know, while you are, like you travel to work, right? So, so many of you are doing it, no? In the, when you're in the train and all, or in the car, bhajans. Um, that's why we do it before class, just to get ourselves in that spirit, there's something higher, and uh, wherever you find yourself that selfish. Accumulation coming and negate that. That's about it. Accumulation means not money only, uh, any selfishness. So you elongate your break at work. The company is paying you for uh, for your time. So it's thieving. 10 minutes late, I'll come. Whatever, I'm not saying every minute you have to count like that, but their attitude of Wanting to make use of something. That should not be. Clear? So these things you follow. It will be there with you. It will get stronger and stronger. So. See like I told you. Some of you come. Once a week. It's not I want you to come, but you've got to raise it. Maybe come twice for the other discussion classes also. Because uh, you're, you're practicing a little more withdrawal. Little more um, effort is being put in. You know? So all these things will help. <coughs>
1: Clear?
0: Karma Jayo Yakarmanaha Shariraya Trapichate Naprasidhyeda Karmanaha Niyatam Kuru Karmatvam Karma Jayo Yakarmanaha Perform your obligatory action for action is superior to inaction. Sharira yatra api nache prasidhiedha karbana even the maintenance of your body Sharira yatra will not be possible by inaction. So, see the whole Gita you must understand friends is emphasizing the necessity of action. Because the base is Arjuna does not want to act. He wants to get away from his action. And in spite of this great teaching, a whole country has misunderstood these teachings so much that it has become an inactive culture, country. This is the tragedy. Hmm? Amazing. Inaction. So much tamas. So he says, even your body can't be maintained within action. If you don't move, your body will die. will become. That's why exercise, I told you, is, a, is extremely important. Because if you don't exercise, all your faculties will deteriorate. And as you grow older, the deterioration will be so fast, you have no idea. It's a race against time. So you have to act. Maintain yourself. Right food, right exercise. So, inaction is the worst thing. Tamas, deterioration and death, right? But action itself is a problem like we've discussed because action begets more desires. Mm -hmm. So, you're more stressed out in life. So, the only way out of this is to do Mm niyatam karma. Don't act based on your mind's cravings and desires. Instead, act on your Intellectual duty and responsibility. What do I ought to do as a parent? What do I ought to do as a husband? What do I ought to do as a worker? Ought to do as a citizen? That's what he calls as niyatam karma. So I have repeatedly explained to you the whole deterioration in the world today is because people are not able to do what they ought to do. They all do what they like to do or don't do what they don't like to do. This is extremely harmful to to yourself, to your society. See a leader is one who is supposed to do his obligation. Not go along with his personal desire. Today's leaders are all personal. Therefore the society is completely devastated. It's corruption and the greed. It's all personalization. Addiction, personal level, it's all personalization. Divorces, you're not doing what I want you to do. Divorce. Everything is like that. So the glory of a culture of a human being is to do what ought to be done. Who's teaching that? That was the bedrock of this culture. You did what ought to be done. And the whole thing is deteriorating. So sad to see. That's why there were never any old age homes. There's no chance. You understand? You ought to take care, those parents took care of you, You that's all, it's just understood, there's no, there's no way, there's nothing to think about. So just, that's it. So now, what you need to understand is, in obligatory duty, there are two distinctions that also you must make a note. So, niyatam karma is divided into two things nitya karma, which is your regular routine duty, and naimittika karma, which is occasional special duties. You have to do both. So, regular routine duty is what you do on a daily basis. I have to take care of my family. I have to... But occasionally you have a special, occasional duty. That also has to be done. See, for example, let's say every morning you are getting up and studying. What I have told you, right? Many of you are doing it. I get up every morning and I study. I don't compromise on that. 5 to 6 a.m. Now, one day you get a call from your neighbor at 5.30 a.m. Uh, my wife, I think she's collapsing. She's uh, uh, having a seizure. What should I do? Don't disturb me. I'm in my satric study. You understand? <laughs> Try to put the, right? But every day she's having some problem or the other. You don't have to compromise every day. But this becomes a special occasional duty. You understand? This is your Naimittika Karma. So you have to do both. The regular routine, special occasion. Otherwise you are not understanding the concept. So this is Niyatam Karma obligatory duty so your whole life if you can adopt your action into obligation you are in a different realm otherwise all sorts of problems everything you will have a problem children spouse money family work whole thing is personal life but today morning also I was uh, on my morning walk Fellow comes out to pick up the paper, you know. And it was all misty, you know, this morning. What a nasty day. First thing in the morning he's (laughs) looking at me. I'm just walking (laughs) fire. What a nasty day. Everything bothers you. Personalize. Hmm? Now the mist should not be there when I come out of the house. There's a limit to personalization. (laughs) Old... I don't know which day you're not complaining. So out of 365 days, which days are really beautiful? I don't know, maybe 30, 40, no? So 90% of the time there's a complaint. The mist is there, rain is there, cold is there, heat is there. Hmm? Huh, another lady in the, in the gym, she's telling me, I just can't stand it when this humidity starts. I can take anything except the humidity, right? <laughs> Now, humidity has to be less because of you. Humidity. So, when you personalize everything, there will be a problem. This weather fascination is something I've lived here 15 years now, 4 years when I was in college, so almost 20 years. I still don't understand. Upanishad, I've understood, but. <laughs> But the fascination with the weather, I just, I really, when a family tells me, horrible, nasty, horrible, beautiful, I, I say, what are I, I, It's not possible to understand. Hmm? Why so much affectation? I've still not understood. So Remember this verse, niyatam kuru karmatvam. Karma jaya karma You can't not act. No, that's not an option. You can't act with these likes and dislikes. It's highly destructive. Only way is what ought to be done. I will not compromise on what ought to be done. That's a spiritual person. Mm? No compromises. Everything you compromise. Because you're attached. What to do? They only invited you. You want to go. Don't say they invited you. Be straightforward at least to your own attachment. Shifting the blame somewhere else. Nothing wrong with it, but if you believe it's not your obligation. so opposed to niyatam karma is called kamya karma kamya karma is action done with desire and then lower than that is called nishiddha karma nishiddha karma is prohibited action see action can be going along with your desire okay i would love to make more money even though it may not be spiritual it's not a prohibited action Prohibited action is that which goes against your conscience. You believe is wrong. Like swindling somebody. I don't think it's correct. And you still do it. That is Nishiddha Karma. So the lowest is Nishiddha Karma. Higher than that is Kamyakarma. Highest is Niyatam Karma. You understand? Nishiddha Karma... You not only do you create further desires, but you face consequences of your actions, karmic consequences. Kamya karma, you don't face karmic because you not harmed anybody, but you increase your desires. So spiritually, you deteriorate. Niyatam karma, you reduce your existing desires, spiritually, you escalate. And you become peaceful. So you become more productive, dynamic. And that is what he'll explain in the next two verses. Where he brings in the revolutionary concept of the Gita. This is where the Gita changed the whole concept of Yajna. The Vedic ritual called Yajna had become so mechanical in those days. The Bhagavad Gita understood that. Krishna understood that and changed that whole concept from a ritual to how you can apply that in your life and made the yagnya a symbol of karma yoga, unselfish action. And it's not as simple as it sounds because the entire human uh, the, the human privilege is based on the concept of yagnya which I will explain in detail <coughs> next time we meet. But it's a, it's an important concept, so you can think about it. Thank you, Gautamji, for explaining how the glory of a human being is to do what ought to be done. For more information on our live weekly lectures on the Gita and Vedanta, please visit our website, Vedanta